Hello and welcome to The Career Sphere, a podcast created for you by the Ambassador and Business Network, a network for ex-teachers who now work in business. If you don't know what career you want, you're not alone and people change careers all of the time. Deciding on your first one can be really difficult, so we're here to give you more information about the different careers out there to help you along the journey. So normally this is the part of the podcast where I would introduce the guest, but today we're going to experiment a little bit because the guest is Leo, who is a fellow Ambassador and Business Network member. And normally Leo would be doing the interviewing and I would do the hosting. But today what we're going to do is we're just going to have a bit of a chat between the two of us because we both do a very similar role. We're both consultants. And what we'd really like to do is reach our goal of making 10 career sphere episodes before the end of the year. So we're recording this on the 16th of December. We're working right up to the wire. And so we're just going to have a chat. So hi, Leo. How are you doing? Hi, Grace. I am good. Thank you. I am currently one day away from my Christmas holidays, which I'm very much looking forward to. (laughs) How about you? Yeah, absolutely the same. So we're right in the midst of Omicron, (laughs) the new variant. Um, So to kick us off then, why don't you go first, Leo? Can you sort of introduce yourself again, just talk about your current role and the company that you work for? Absolutely. So my current role, I think you'd probably describe it as management consultant. But the problem is, as soon as you say management consultant, that means a whole range of things to different people. (laughs) And so when I'm introducing myself, I normally say that I do finance or operational finance work. So when there's a company that wants to change the way that they do the more day to day side of finance or their finance systems, That is what I help them with. And Mm. I have been doing that now for four years with Deloitte in London. Amazing. How about you, Grace? So, yes, I do a very similar role. I'm also, actually, I'm technically a technology consultant, but actually do quite different work, which is why consulting is so difficult to explain. And I actually have that sort of canned line when if somebody asks me what I do, I'm like, I'm a consultant, if that means anything to you, and <laughs> then I'll go on to explain. But the, the work that I do is in the talent and organisation area of the business. So I'm drawn to the sort of people side of business transformations. And when I say business transformations, it's literally any project that any company wants to do to try and improve the way they work. So it's so, so broad. But the areas that I'm drawn to are just making sure that people are understanding what's changing, why it's changing, they're brought along for the journey. You know, we want to hear from everybody, whether you're a really senior person or the bottom of the hierarchical ladder. We want to know what people think and gather everyone's opinion. So that's the work that I do. And often, as I'm a technology consultant, it's, it's rolling out a new technology and bringing people along on that journey. I and mean, it happens an awful lot at the moment, as you can imagine, with the advancements of technology. There's just things changing all of the time. And I work for Accenture, um, another consulting company. Yeah, no, it's it's always interesting because then I work with the with people like doing Grace's role. I work with people dealing with the people, and then it makes it so much easier when we get to deal with the processes and the systems, and then we have experts understanding what's going to make people feel comfortable about what's changing. 
Definitely. And actually, I don't know if you agree, but I think that's a huge part of consulting is it's literally taking everyone's brains, completely different skill sets, really, isn't it? Like from one role that you have in consulting to another, but it's taking everybody's different perspectives and experience and collaborating together. And that's kind of how it works, isn't it? hundred <laughs> percent. Although I feel like sometimes I do fairly technical things. I then watch the people doing the very technical things and, <laughs> and I'm in awe of what they managed to create, they managed to configure. So why don't you tell us a bit about your current role, what you're currently working on and what a typical day looks like for you? So although I said finance stuff is what I spend most of my time doing, then there's obviously a lot of roles that go adjacent to that and alongside that. And so at the moment I'm with a retailer and they've decided that they would like to change the way that they manage some of their finance, the way they manage their people and some of the way that they buy their stock. And they would they'd really like to bring it together in one one location and maybe make that location not in the UK. At the moment, alongside a big team of people, I'm putting together all of the costs that this would bring to them and all of the benefits this would bring to them so they can see whether or not they want to do it. And we've been doing that for two months now and we're almost fingers crossed at a result let's see whether it's the result they want amazing um and that kind of yeah i guess is such a good example of how consulting works isn't it it's very project based so even though you say you've been working at your company for four years you've only been working on this current project for two months and i'm similar so i've been at accenture for two years but i've only been on this current project for about six months now so you, you kind of move around a lot and that's i think one of the most appealing things about the role for me is that you're kind of learning new things all of the time and meeting new people and it's got a variety. And what is your role at the moment? So my role is working with a health and public service client. So somebody who works in public services, public services being education, police, government agencies. So I'm working with, with one of those clients and they're rolling out a new learning system. So it's a piece of technology that helps their employees access training content traditionally a lot of training was done like in a classroom so you'd have an instructor you'd have learners but now a lot of it's moving online so you have video content and you know little bite-sized things that you can do quizzes online all that kind of good stuff so we're just rolling out a system that they can access all of that like all of that um, good content and do people prefer it online or are people missing being in person slightly (laughs) so it depends who you speak to some people are really excited about it and they're like oh great like you know exciting new technology and, and new content other people i think are a little bit more suspicious and think it would be quite boring and they want to have that face-to-face contact i think in truth everything's about balance isn't it so i think you need a bit of face-to-face contact but i think also there's some really great stuff you can do online and the benefit of having it online is that you can do it at a time and place that's convenient to you you don't have to meet at a particular time in a particular place so it's a lot easier to do e-learning content but what about you how, how how's your project going down i think the main challenges have absolutely been getting the information that we need and you probably find very similar things grace that there was there was a, a lot of promise of really clear information that already existed and actually you know as soon as you start digging into that you realize there's a lot of other bits and pieces that you're going to have to go off and find for yourself and that has meant Mm. you know speaking to a lot of different people in some cases and and in others spending a lot of time looking through other information that people have got yeah yeah no it sounds similar so 
talk to us a little bit about how you've ended up where you are. Has it been a very clear journey for you? Did you always know you wanted to do consulting? I've not met many people who have, but <laughs> I'll try you anyway. <laughs> it's, it's definitely been a bit of a meandering journey, I think. I obviously, when I was at school, had no idea what consulting was. And if you do have an idea what consulting is in a business context, then you're way ahead of where I was at a similar time. But I, I went to school and, and then, you know, went, went to university. And when I was at university, different companies would come in and speak to us as students and tell us about how it was to work in that company after you'd graduated and then, you know, obviously try to get us to apply. And I do actually remember that, that Accenture was one of the companies that came in to, <laughs> to speak to us. Deloitte wasn't there at all. But Accenture came in and, and kind of explained to us that this was an opportunity to, to work on lots of different interesting projects in business and to have a lot of kind of variety of what we do, a lot of flexibility. And I was really sold on that, but still wasn't 100% sure. So I ended up going into teaching for two years through a program called uh, Teach First, which obviously you've heard mentioned a few times if you're a regular listener <laughs> to this podcast. And so I, I spent two years teaching in a secondary school. And that was when I decided like, okay, you know, I, I think I'd be interested in a change now. And, and I thought back to other things that I thought would be really interesting. And I saw an opportunity to work for Deloitte in the summer. And then I took that opportunity and then ended up deciding I wanted to do it permanently and, and moved across. And um, how about you, Grace? I know you, you probably have a, a similar story. I know you were also doing Teach First. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I did Teach First as well. So it's a, a teacher training program in the UK. And so I taught maths in a school in Lowestoft, which is in like on the East Coast. And so I had no idea, taking it back a bit. So I, I did school, did uni. Um, I studied drama and English at uni and at one point wanted to be an actress. And when I was at university, I realised that I just didn't love it enough. I think when I was there, I realised that some people just really, really their whole life was acting and for me it just wasn't so I realized that it wasn't quite what I wanted to do and then I ended up doing tutoring I was based in Manchester at the time and it was just like a part-time job I did while studying so I got sent into different schools to tutor groups of sort of two to three students at a time and then through this tutoring company I heard about Teach First and that's when I applied so did my two years and then I heard about Accenture through Teach First because they're partners. So I really have never had a plan. I've just sort of um, each thing I've done, I've found an opportunity and just, just kind of taken it. So, yeah, also has been a bit me meandering for me as well. Did you mention what you studied and what you taught? It would just be interesting to know. Yeah, absolutely. I studied up in Durham in the north of England. And I studied combined honours, means that you get to do multiple subjects. And so I ended up doing a little bit of maths, a little bit of physics, and a little bit of computer science. And then when I went into teaching, there was there was a lot of roles for, for science teachers. And so that was what I ended up doing. And I moved down to Hastings on the south coast of England for, for two years to be a science teacher in a secondary school specialising in physics. You know, I, I really enjoyed the experience. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I've always actually been a bit envious of people who know exactly what they want to do from a really young age and they just work really hard at it and they do really well at it. That's definitely not been my experience. Like, I've never known really what I wanted to do. I've sort of made it up as I go along, I guess. And I don't think that's uncommon either. I think a lot of people I speak to have had similar experiences. So I think that's, you know, I think that's fine. If you don't know what you want to do at this point, don't stress. <laughs> Not many people do. So let's talk about skills a little bit, because my experience is that I haven't always known what I wanted to do. But I think because I was just interested in a lot of things and I worked hard at school and had other things as well. Where, you know, I had my drama when I was younger into music as well sports as I've got older so I've made sure that I've always had something else that's going on and I think that's always put me in a really good place because if I've ever had an interview for a job I've got a lot of things that I can talk about is that your experience as well would you say or, or do you feel like you've been a bit more focused in terms of what you did at school and what you've done since I mean, I think the only real logic I followed what I did at school and then what I went on to do at university was just to do what I enjoyed and I think, you know, I find that with the people that I work now that they've they've studied all sorts of different things. And actually, there wasn't a right or wrong answer for what they should have studied to get into consulting. And, mm. and actually, just by pursuing what they wanted to do, maybe that's what meant that they became good at it and they got good grades. And that was what meant that actually they had what they needed to, to go in to get a good job somewhere else. I think the only other thing you need is, you, you, like you said, you know, you need to be able to talk about things that you're maybe doing outside of school and outside of other work that you're doing so that you can actually show that you're a really good person to talk to, you're a really organised person, that you're confident and all of those other things you might not get from school. Yeah, absolutely. It just gives you more to talk about, doesn't it? I think often in interviews, if they ask questions like, you know, show a time you've been organised. If you've done more things, you just have more to talk about, more examples you can pick from. So, yeah, no, I totally agree. But talking about doing other things outside of school, did you ever have a job whilst you were at school or, or any other jobs since you've left? Um, I mean, in terms of proper full-time jobs, I was a teacher and now I'm a consultant. But I've always had a little bit of a mixture of other things that I've done part-time. So when I was at school, I did a little bit of event work. So that kind of meant mostly doing whatever was needed at weddings, probably being a waiter for for 80% of that time and set up and tear down of whatever people needed. And I think even thinking back to that, although it wasn't at all related to what I was studying, it actually meant that I learned what it was to have responsibility and to take that responsibility and to know what I was doing in a way that stood me in really good stead for things that, that I went on to do. And I think there's no harm in finding something part-time that you enjoy. You know, as I was a, at university, I worked in a bar for a little while and really enjoyed that. And then as I've been a, a consultant now, I've, I've taken on a little bit of work teaching 3D animation, which is something that I, I didn't really know much about before. But again, like, it's just so nice to do something that's different. I think maybe that on reflection, that's what I have really, really valued and really needed. You've got to do different things to understand like, what mm. it is that you want to do and to get different skills in a way that you couldn't if you just focused on a single thing that you were doing. 
And I, is that a similar That's for you? Is that, I know you were a teacher and then a consultant as well, but have, have you also also been doing other things? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a good point as well that, you know, the more you do, even if it seems completely random, it teaches you about yourself, doesn't it? I mean, I had loads of waitressing jobs and bar jobs and stuff as well. And I learned that I'm very bad at waitressing and I'm quite good at bar work because I'm quite good with people, but I'm not so good at carrying heavy objects <laughs> without breaking them um so but yeah exactly that and so I, I have had a number of jobs and the first job that I ever got I was 16 I was working in a shoe shop and I didn't get it because I loved it and I absolutely was excited to go to the to the job I, it was just I wanted money at the time so it was a quite straightforward reason and then from that I kind of learned you know oh I'm quite good with people and maybe not so good at measuring smelly feet so <laughs> so I think I agree that like you yeah you don't always need a plan for things I think you can just do something try something and then it sort of teaches you a little bit about what you might want to do or or what you might be good at Absolutely. How have things changed for you with the pandemic as well? Has that been a, a real shift in in how you find your regular job, how you find any other things you're doing? Yeah, so for me, I joined Accenture and then two months later, everything locked down. So I joined Accenture in January 2020. March 2020 is when everything locked down. So I only had two months in the office. So my pretty much the entire time I've been at Accenture, my experience of Accenture has been virtual. And like many other companies, everything has just gone online. You know, um, I've barely gone in these past couple of years and I've just done loads of calls like we're doing now. We're speaking to each other on, on Microsoft Teams. So, I mean, it has obviously had a huge impact, but equally, I think there was a bit of a culture at Accenture, even when I joined, that people would work from home on Fridays. So they had the infrastructure in place. So they already had teams. It was already part of the culture. You know, everything's done online and using cloud. And so I think, like, it was already set up for virtual working. So actually, it was quite an easy transition, but it just, it was difficult in the sense that it was just getting used to never going in. Because for me, I, I enjoy spending time with people and that human, like, connection. And so I have struggled with that, but I, I guess we do. You just have to adapt, don't you? Everyone has worldwide, so we didn't get we a didn't choice. get a choice exactly. But you know, if I can go in, like recently, I have been going in uh, twice a week. But the new rules mean we can't anymore. But yeah, when when it's allowed, I definitely like to go in at least once or twice a week. But I'm kind of excited actually. I don't know about you about the future and and how that's gonna work because I think there's a lot of chat at the moment about hybrid ways of working and you know only going into the office twice a week for me that would be perfect I don't know I think I'm I'm slightly excited and slightly nervous as well I think but that actually like you I spent a lot of time working from home completely as we had to and then slowly we started going back into the office and I'd kind of eventually got back up to four days a week in the office and I think that that was really nice I would miss like I mean maybe three days in the office is good but I think I'd miss significantly less than that just the feeling of being part of a team and and of learning from each Mm. other and the casual conversations that at least I find it much harder to do online than I do in person I massively agree. I I just relax a bit more in person. I don't know why, but just virtually I get a bit more anxious. And so I found that difficult to deal with. I don't know if you relate to that. Yeah, completely. And I think it's so much easier if there's anything difficult when you're there in person Mm -hmm. to deal with it then than it is online. So much easier if you're face to face. I agree. 
So I guess it's worth just taking us back a little bit and talking about our time at school and what we studied. So if you could go firstly, what like GCSEs, A-levels did you do? Did you ever have a clue at the time what you wanted to do and have since changed your mind? Or have you always just sort of made it up as you go along like me? <laughs> so I, I chose my GCSEs just absolutely by following the subjects that I enjoyed. And I think the, the reason that worked well is because those were the subjects that I was going to get good grades in anyway. And so that made it easier to progress to, to the next level. And then after GCSEs, I didn't actually go on to do A-levels. My school offered something called the International Baccalaureate, which is similar to A-levels, but you, you have to study six subjects instead of three or four A-levels that most people do. And it's a little bit more strict in terms of the subjects that you can choose. You're not really allowed to specialise in the way that you would be if you did A-levels. Instead, it's a little bit more like how your school probably does GCSEs, where you you have to keep on a, a language, you have to keep on some science, you have to keep on some maths. Right, that's so interesting. So I think actually that would have suited me better, because even at uni, I, I was always envied i think in america they have a different system where they'll um you can major and minor can't you so i don't think you need to pick what you need to, what you want to do until you've had a chance to kind of try at university level what you like and what you don't like which i always envy because even choosing what i want to do for a degree i found really difficult um because you're still quite young but you could absolutely change your mind as i have done so for me i did uh, yeah your standard gcse's i, I can't remember exactly what was mandatory and what wasn't but I think once I chose were definitely drama music I think I did a technology as well something like product design and then for A levels because I was trying to kind of keep my options open as much as possible <laughs> I did English maths biology and drama oh wow that's, that's <laughs> quite a combination yeah because uh, I was like okay maths English science and then drama because I loved drama so yeah sort of don't really point to, to anything really then though that choice and then did drama at uni drama in English and then I've already spoken about how I kind of ended up where I am after that amazing and I mean I don't know is there is there one piece of advice you'd give then for anybody who wanted to be a future technology consultant so because the role is so broad there's no one piece of gold advice that I could get, give anyone. But what I probably would say is when consulting companies, what I found is when they're hiring people, they'll, they're not looking for you to know everything straight away. Like they're prepared to train you in the role that you're going to do. So what they're looking for is that you are keen to learn, that you've got a bit more to your CV or your resume than just what you study at school so do something else like we were just like we were talking about previously volunteer do a whatever your interest is right like whether it's 3d animation like you mentioned or for me it was drama and music or sports like whatever it is just do something else alongside your studies because it teaches you about yourself it gives you lots of skills even though you don't realize you're building them you know like working with other people and like you said before like the responsibility of, of turning up to work or whatever you know another job outside of school whatever it is just I think having a variety of things really helps in consulting because with consulting it is just so broad and so varied and they just want to see that you know how to work with people and that you know how to learn things I think is are the two key things I don't know if you'd agree with that Leo. yeah I, th I think that that's really solid advice so the, the only thing I would 
add is that actually as an industry i think consulting is great because there are so many different routes in there are absolutely lots of apprentice roles uh, you know at, at different levels or there's roles for people who have graduated university and then there's roles at, at really big organizations like grace and i work at but also there's loads of roles at much smaller specialized organizations as well just depending on what it is that you want to specialize in. And it can almost be a bit daunting at times to actually figure out what what the best route in is, if, if this is what you want to do. Mm. But that's where, you know, luckily there's a, a lot of helpful advice on the internet and, and all of these different companies have got lots of resources to help you understand if it is the right place for you. Absolutely. The roots in is such a good point because you don't have to have a degree. You can get into these jobs with, without a degree or, you know, and you don't need to know which area of consulting you want to go into. I think they have, you know, they're quite flexible and you can try a few different things and see which area suits you. So I think it really is, as you say, just, you know, well, it's just the skills we talked about before. So, yeah, thank you for your time and um, have a lovely evening. <laughs> thank you. Want to get in touch or follow us for more careers content? Find us on Twitter. Our handle is at inambassadors. We'd also love to hear from you if you're a teacher and have used this podcast in one of your classes, so please do reach out. Until next time, stay safe and stay curious.